Hello, nerds. We're brought to you by Proper Cloth. Proper Cloth is a premium quality, perfect fitting shirt that you can buy over at propercloth.com. Now, here's the thing. When we're getting emails from you guys, a lot of common questions are, how should I dress for my date? How can I look really good and really proper for my date in a way that will impress her? Here's the thing. There's really no right or wrong answer, but if you're wanting to leave a really great impression, Proper Cloth is going to help you with that. Now, six months back, they asked me to try out one of their shirts and they said, our shirts will last a while. Yes, they do cost a little bit more than your standard shirts, but they will last you a lot longer and that dollar will go a lot farther than it would with a bunch of these other shirts, which will rip, which will tear, which will look worn down and ratty after a few washes. Not with proper cloth. Not only is it custom fitted to fit your body in a way that's going to make you look great because that's the thing fitting clothes really does matter you don't want a shirt that looks too big on you or a shirt that looks too small on you and with proper cloth they make sure that the shirt looks perfectly fit on you so it is properly conforming to your size and shape which is great that's what you need now here's the thing these shirts do cost a little bit more and the quality is in the pricing of course but we're here to help if you use gift code nerds and love at checkout you will get twenty dollars off your first custom shirt now again these shirts do last a lot while but we're going to give you a little bit of a discount here so that you can get the shirt that you need and get into a shirt that's going to get you more dates and hopefully more success in your dating life so check out propercloth.com see what kind of shirts they have and hopefully you can find one that will get you farther in your dating life with that said let's get on with the show thanks for your time She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body, and I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds in Love podcast. We've kicked Lee off, and I'm back. Me, Curtis, with me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. Uh, we got a lot of good emails, actually, last week, people saying that they really enjoyed Lee hosting. So, okay. Yeah, he's delightful. I really oh. enjoyed talking with him. Oh, yeah. Lee's like a really... Um, He's a really grounded guy. He really... Uh, and uh, I listened to the episode. I thought his advice was great, so... Oh, Yeah. So. It was funny because both of us, I, he's like, well, I'm married. And I'm like, I, I'm in a relationship. I'm engaged. So, 
So, so we need Kurt to answer the online questions. But we did okay. Yeah. No, I listened to it. I thought it was great. Um, uh, Yay. <clears throat> Good. We got a few emails, people being like, hey, Lee's great. You should come back on again sometime. So we'll have to yeah. keep Lee in the back corner and bring him on every so often. Cause, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. People really enjoyed having him on. So, And yeah, I, I work I work with Lee on the Three Angry Nerds podcast. So I, I know he's, uh-huh. a, he's a great guy. So when I was like, hey, and Lee. And we were talking afterwards, and he's a really interesting guy. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's got he's a lot. He's really of, fascinating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, go check out Three Angry Nerds if you want to check out more of Lee. And then he's also got his Netflix and review podcast. So if you like listening yeah. to Lee, you don't have to stick with that one episode of Nerds and Love. There's more of him on the network. So because I had a lot. Of, there was a few people who I think are I'm pretty sure they this was like the first time they've heard of Lee. And, and they were like, oh, you should have him on more than the one episode. I'm like, you know, he's on another podcast, too. Right. So, yeah, I just thought I'd give a That'd shout out. would be fun to have him on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing with our podcast. I always like bringing people on to different podcasts, whether it was like Steph, the time you came on Tremble or horror movie podcast mm-hmm. or Lee coming on here. It's kind of fun bringing on different points of view and different people right. to kind of spice it up a little bit. So, And then and then I was on the um, Mellow Brick Road podcast. Yep. Yep. With the Dave, right? Top five time travel movies. Time travel time. movies. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, we're going to get to this week's emails, and I think we have a great okay. uh, set of emails here this week. Um, oh, let me throw out my, oh, um, and this isn't a substitute for mental health help, and uh, you can reach me at my website, stephaniesarkis.com, and yep. then it's what, mailbag at com, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. You can even send it to the old one, too. It should get redirected to the new one, but I would prefer that people send it to the mailbag because some people have said, oh, can I send it to threeingrenerdspodcast at gmail.com? You technically could, but there's a chance that it might not redirect. So just to make sure that we get mm-hmm. it, I think it's best you send it to mailbag at com. And hey, even if you can't remember the email address, go to stephaniesarkis.com, go to the contact page, email me and say this is for three angry nerds. Oh, no. They would say this is for nerds in love. Yeah. And I can... Get it to Kurt that way too. Yep. So. I'm also thinking too. I'm trying to find a way to set this up where people could just call in and like leave a voicemail, and then we could just splice them in. Oh, we to... could take callers too. Yeah. That'd be fun. Live might be a little hard, but even if it was like people could call in and like leave a voicemail, and then we could just yeah splice it in. I'm trying to find a way to do that, so I'll get back to you all about that. But we're, we're, we're we need sound effects too. Oh yeah, yeah, always. <laughs> Right now, my stomach's not feeling too well, so I feel like that's going to be enough sound effects for the week. Oh. We'll see. Yeah. Getting back oh, to sorry. living life in Vancouver, my stomach's just been like, what are you doing? Because I was down in Mexico, and it was like, all you can eat buffets. And so I feel I'm eating a little bit less because I just don't need to eat that much food normally. But right. I think now my stomach's like, what are you doing? You were eating like pounds of food every day, and now you're eating less. And I'm like, it's how I normally am. But yeah, stomach is... Not, so it's revolting. Yeah, okay. it's not happy. But <clears throat> let's get to uh, the emails here. First off, it's from Ariel. Ariel says, nerds, I've been using Tinder, Bumble, OkCupid, Plenty of Fish, Coffee Meets Bagel, and many more. All tell me that I have no matches. I live in a small town, so this is this is particularly why, but should I just give up, Ariel? Um, Are you giving up or just change what you're doing? You know, have friends look at your profile. Maybe yeah. your profile needs some spicing up. And I don't mean spice up like that, but, you know, it may just be that your profile needs to be changed. And is there no one to meet there? I mean, that's possible. Uh, you may need to go to another city to meet somebody. Uh, yeah. Maybe expand your distance on the dating apps. 
Yeah, that's and the biggest thing is your distance. Because yeah. if you're not getting matches, it's usually because you probably have like a short range for the distance. And if you live mm -hmm. in a small town with other small towns around you, even if you maybe go with, I don't know, I'm terrible with miles, so excuse my kilometers. But say yeah, you, you go with kilometers, I'll convert for you. Okay. <laughs> Say you go with like 100 kilometers and you still have small towns. Well, maybe you only have like a total of 50 people within a 100 kilometer radius or something like that, right? So um, it, it you maybe might want to look at a map and maybe figure like, hey, are there like some more denser areas? And maybe determine like how far you need to set that because uh, – and it might be hard to maybe, you know, date people in that far of a range. But, I mean, if you live in a smaller town, then, you know, that might be something you need to consider. Uh, but I mean, if you are, you know, looking for people maybe inside your town, I mean, yeah, that gets to be a little hard. Uh, you might want to maybe look into like going to more like social outings or things that are like actually with a physical location, uh, like meetup.com. There might be some groups yeah, there. there might be meetup.com. I would suspect if it's a small town, like I imagine the choices would be limited but i guess you never know i just looked up a small town on there before we got on the podcast and they had two meetup groups okay so it's so, better than nothing yeah that's so true there. yeah and you know i it's it really comes down to me for me the the major factor here is are you willing to um meet with somebody a little bit farther or not if you are then yeah mm -hmm. look to expand your range but if not then yeah you might want to just look to maybe maybe abandon online dating and maybe just look mm -hmm. to meet people locally but really depends on oh, the and then they yeah and i just want to meet up again and looked up a, another small town and it's got 10 meetup groups it, it's within 25 miles of this particular town but um they have a whole bunch of different groups mm -hmm. so they have ones for businesses they have ones for um people new to the area so you know all mm -hmm. sorts of stuff so um, or even just get involved with, if you have maybe a museum that you like that's in a town nearby, maybe get involved with that. Maybe be a docent, volunteer. That's one of the best ways to meet people, I think, is volunteering somewhere. Yeah. Or even, you know, uh, mentioning to friends and whatnot, like, you know, see if they know anybody that can, you mm -hmm. know, you they can set you up with. Because, I mean, you really should be using all your resources, especially in a small town. I mean, <clears throat> you know, it might be a little hard, but... You know, you want to utilize every resource. And if online dating is just not working for you, then you might want to look to other resources. So. And I, I'm guessing there's, there might be a subreddit for your community or the greater area. There's a lot of subreddits based on location. Mm -hmm. So go to Reddit and check that out. Yep. Worst comes to worst, just put up a, a sign on the bulletin ad and just say something like seeking boyfriend or something and just see what happens. I don't know. I imagine with small towns like that, there's always a bulletin board. So you could just put up on the bulletin board, boyfriend wanted, see what happens. That would be interesting. That would be. <laughs> All right. I don't know if I can get behind that, but, you know, it'd be interesting. It would be one option. Oh, by the, <clears throat> by the way, 100 kilometers is about 62 miles. Okay. So there you go. We go. So for anybody that was curious about that. Yeah. <laughs> now everyone who was like on the miles system is like, oh, that makes so much more sense now. So, but you know, what makes it, you know, I, 
I got used to driving kilometers at one point because I, I was in Europe and a hundred kilometers, you can estimate how much a hundred kilometers are. You can't really estimate how much 62 miles is. So if you drive a certain amount, you know that you've driven a hundred kilometers, right? 62, not really, or even a mile. It's so much easier to figure out 10 kilometers rather than a mile. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. That's very strange. So I think you have the advanced measuring system. We're, we're the, there's a great movie called Super Troopers 2 where the U.S. policemen have to go up to Canada to change everything over to the States. And there's a lot of funny bits where, like, some guy from Canada will go up and be like, oh, you're so many kilograms and so, you know, this. And then they're like, I can't tell if he's saying I'm fat or not. But <laughs> if you're looking for some great American Canada humor, Super Troopers 2, go, go watch there it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Steph, did you want to read Jessica's email? Sure. Jessica says, nerds, I'm an ongoing friends with benefits situation with this guy for two months now. While he's fun, I don't see it going anywhere, and I would like to find someone of substance. That said, I would like to keep this friends with benefits going until I find someone. Is this unethical? Am I a terrible person for wanting this? Jessica. Well, Jessica, I'm glad you asked, and you're wondering if it's unethical. So that means you're thinking about it, which is good. Um, you could be honest about it, and I mean, I'm just picturing you putting on your profiles, "Hey, um, I'm in this friends with benefit relationship," but you know, let let's maybe go out and I'll dump him. I mean, if you think about it, if you kind of said this to someone on on a dating app, that probably wouldn't go over too well. Mm -hmm. And you also want to be honest with your friends with benefits partner. So, and friends with benefits are tricky because sometimes it's, it's someone develops feelings along the way. Yeah. So, and I'm guessing that you're probably not the person that's having the feelings. So, um, and then, and then when you say it's someone of substance, I, I would figure out what you mean by that. What are you actually looking for? Mm -hmm. Is it that you want someone that you can have better conversations with? I mean, what is it? Uh, you know, and I would just say, you know, maybe think about ending your, your friends with benefits relationship because it, it kind of closes you off to meeting other people because your intention of meeting someone isn't kind of out there, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So you have to really have intent to what you're doing if you really want to meet someone else. Yeah, I, I would kind of agree with that. I think the idea is, is like when you're dating people, there's no assumption of exclusivity. Um, some people might obviously, but generally speaking, it's the idea is, is that when you're dating, you're not necessarily exclusive to that person. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think letting your friends with benefits person know that, you know, maybe they may assume that you are exclusive, even if it's friends with benefits, so you may want to yet let them know. I don't think you have to necessarily let the person you're like going on a date with, but obviously if things progress and they, well, ask, I meant that kind of facetiously, but if you look at it that way. That, you know, if you let someone know, like, if you would Jessica be comfortable putting on her profile, hey, I've got a friends with benefits, but, you know, we can still go out. I'm guessing that she probably wouldn't want that. So that no. would tell me that it might be time to end the friends with benefits situation. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds like this friends with benefits thing is not working out either way. So, right. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with ending it. But I can also understand where, you know, there's certainly some comfort in that and if you want to keep it up while you're dating i don't think there's anything wrong with that you ask if it's unethical it's not necessarily unethical because again when you're dating people or when i say dating people i don't mean like you're consistently being with somebody but say you're only going on like one or two dates with different people you're not 
there's not the assumption of exclusivity. I mean, and if you get to that point where they say, hey, are we exclusive? Or even if you get to the point where you start to get intimate, then yes, you have to share that information and or end it with the person that you're with um, or the friends of benefits. But I mean, what you want to do is ultimately up to you. But I think if you're, you know, just going to start getting to the dating pool, aside from letting your friends with benefits know, I mean, you have to, you'll have to eventually let the other person know that, you know, that's the situation if you haven't ended it already and give like a clear path to what you want to do. But I don't know. It's, it really depends on, you know, what you ultimately want to do. I think the easiest thing would be to just end it with the friends with benefits and before. But again, I understand the comfort factor with wanting to stay with that person. And it also may mean the end of your friendship. So just be aware of that too. And that may, maybe that's a reason why you haven't ended it yet. Um, are you a terrible person for wanting this? You ask, I don't think you're a terrible person. I think it's good that you asked the question. So it means that you're thinking about it, which means that something's not quite sitting well with you. So yeah, maybe time to, to change things. Yeah. All right. Next email is from Travis. Travis says, nerds, I've noticed a trend with my past few dates where we go on two dates and then on the third, we typically come over to my place for dinner and some of them leave after I serve the meal. Others will wait around till we may have sex, but even if we do, I'll never hear from them again. I do clean my place regularly. I can cook some simple meals and I'm fairly adequate in bed. So I'm at a loss why I keep losing their interest after the third date. Any suggestions for how I can get over this? Travis. Oh, losing interest after first date. Or okay. I, I think he maybe got a typo there. I think he meant the third uh, okay. date. Oh, okay. Oh, third date. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, I'll just correct it, that so we don't get hung up on I, it. I'd ask one of them. Yeah, if you can. Uh, we, we've mentioned that before. I mean, that's a really brave thing to do, but it also gives you an answer. Um, and also, my feeling is if you think you're adequate in bed, you might not be. So people that tend to be good in bed Savage. don't actually say it. Yeah. So... <laughs> And I, I mean that uh, this is constructive, Travis. Um, so y you might want to, uh, are your partner's needs being met? That's an important thing to look at. So it may just be that that's, we talked about online dating. You know, people are date really quickly and they find out really quickly whether they want to go out with someone or not. It, and it makes it so that you aren't really getting to know someone. So I would just say, find out from someone if they have any suggestions um, yeah, and you, the way you approach it makes a difference too. So if you say to someone, Hey, I noticed that we didn't go on a date again. And just for, you know, I just want to improve. And I'm wondering if there's anything I, I could have changed. That's a good way to go about it because you're not blaming them for anything. You want to make sure that it's not like accusatory or something. Um, so, I mean, that's, I think that's a good way to find out. Ask somebody that you went out with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can ask them. I don't know if they're going to reply. I mean, they they may not and that's the thing you should expect that they probably won't i mean obviously yeah it's a little tricky because this is such a broad thing like saying why do they not want to hang out with me after a third date well we don't know why i mean it's such a broad thing what you could do is maybe have a friend come over and just obviously they wouldn't be able to tell you how you're doing in bed but you know they can tell you about your cooking skills and you're just <laughs> i wrote that down i wrote feed your friends and see what they say yeah <laughs> I mean, it's funny because we get friends to, like, look at our dating profiles and to, like, tell us how we're, mm -hmm. our dressing is going. But, like, you know, maybe have a friend come over and just say, you know, hey, what do you think of my place? How do you think about how I'm dressed during this? Like, how do you think about the food I'm making? Like, let them know. Like, who knows? Maybe you're just 
not cooking food properly or who knows like you say you cook simple meals well, what's a simple meal are you just serving a granola bar for dinner or something like i have no clue what that means i have no oh place. now you're being savage <laughs> this is just the week of savagery here um but no we, we don't know like what is your baseline for simple your baseline for simple may just be like some craft dinner it might be you know like a hamburger it might be something a little bit more advanced like a roast like I can say, well, I could cook a simple meal, but you don't know what that means because simple for many people can mean different things. So, I And sometimes know. it's not you at all. Yeah, sometimes. That's the other thing. Maybe, yeah. maybe just make a rule from now on. Do something different. Say that, you know, on the third date, we're not going to go back to my place at all. I know you said that typically you come over, they come over your place for dinner or third date. But how about you just don't do that on the third date and see what happens? Or maybe it's. And if you still don't get a fourth date, then that kind of narrows down what might be the issue. Or maybe it's that because you're asking for them to come over on a third date, maybe it feels a little forced. Like maybe they don't feel like they're at that same place as you. Hmm. And again, maybe it's just not you, but change change up what you're doing. Yeah. And get some advice or feedback whenever you can. I mean, right. try to get And again, meet dates. people a different way. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you can sort of find out what's going on. Mm -hmm. But I think that's what you need to do is just find out what's what's the issue here and just fix it. Mm -hmm. So. All right. Um, OK, I think Allison, let me read Allison. I think am I Allison? No, I think you're Allison. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so nerds for context, I grew up. I grew up outside Atlanta now, maybe a more progressive area. But back when I was growing up, it wasn't. I always knew I was gay and struggled greatly with coming out to my parents and some of my friends. This was nearly 20 years ago. Now everyone acts like they've always been cool with it, but it wasn't always like this. I married a woman back in 1996 and we've had a great life together. However, around 2017, my partner told me that she has always wanted to be a man. This took me off guard, and while we've had our ups and downs, I can largely handle them. This, however, feels like a severe difference. I told her that I needed time to think about this, and so last year we took some time apart. She reached out, and she was ready to meet up again. So I met her for dinner, and lo and behold, she's now a man. Not only that, she spent tens of thousands of our life savings, which I contributed to greatly to fund the surgeries. I'm now wanting a divorce. I mean, this is a huge betrayal on so many levels, but my family and friends, who are now super woke say that I should be understanding. Should we try counseling or call it quits? Allison. Allison, uh, my biggest issue was that she spent tens of thousands of your dollars without consulting you. Yeah. That was, that was actually my biggest issue because that's just a blatant disregard for your well-being and your relationship. Yeah. To not tell you that stuff and to do it, do it during time apart where she's not going to have contact with you. Mm -hmm. And one wouldn't think when you're just separating that you would need to separate your bank accounts. So that's not on you. That's on her or him rather. Yeah. So that's the biggest issue. Now your, your friends and family say that you should be understanding. Um, this is not the person that you married and they don't want to be what you want. So that's a, like you said, that is a severe difference. Um, but again, the, uh, the biggest issue to me is that she spent tens of thousands of your savings. So, you know, I would talk to an attorney and, uh, you know, I don't, that's a big betrayal. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, you could try counseling. Yeah. But it sounds like you already know what you want to do. 
So I again, the, the money is the the big issue for me. Um, and again, this is not the person you married. They they've had a, a radical change. So again, that this is not the person you married. Yeah, I think like first off, I get like yeah, I was sort of like okay, maybe you could work this out, but. Then I got to the point where, yeah, like, to spend your money, and that's not acceptable at all. Um, if you have a shared money pool where you have both contributed money and there's obviously, like, something, a goal to that money that's not just, like, that person's personal disposal, disposable income, then, yeah, they had no right to spend that money. So first off, you should, you know, work with an attorney to get that money back because that was money that you partially contributed to. Um, and I'll add, you, I'll add you may not. If you're in the U.S., you may not get that money back. But I would talk yeah. to an attorney about that. Yeah. Either way, I take offense to the fact that these people are telling you you should go and get counseling. Because I think at the end of the day, you, Allison, will know if counseling will work or not. And something tells me the fact that you have decided to move past that point and do and kind of work on a different solution tells me that you probably know that you're at that point where counseling is just not going to fix anything. And I kind of, I kind of am there too, where I'm like, I don't know if counseling can fix this. Uh, like counseling can what fix counseling. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I counseling can fix a lot of things, but somebody who's very adamant on doing something that they want to do and blatantly abusing financial resources to accomplish that tells me that that person is beyond sort of, saving at this point through counseling but that's just me um, well and counseling for couples sometimes it's to have a healthy divorce and mm -hmm. i'm not sure if you have kids or not i don't think you mentioned if you have kids but if you have kids uh, counseling can also help you become good co-parents because if you have kids you're going to be connected for the rest of your life so um that's i mean counseling isn't always to make things work out it's also how to end things peacefully right and, and if not, you know, I would recommend you go on your own because, yeah, you, you have encountered a huge betrayal, including your friends and family saying that you should be understanding. That That's also a betrayal on a different kind of level. Yeah. It sounds like they haven't been supportive, mm -hmm. which might have been pretty shocking to you. So yeah, um, I'd say you should try counseling Yeah, and call it quits. But yeah. definitely talk to an attorney, especially about the money issue. Yeah, see what you can do about that. Um, but yeah, I think it's time to quote unquote call it quits. I mean, yeah, trade yeah. counseling again for your own well-being and whatnot. But mm -hmm. same time too, I mean, I don't think your friends and family should be in any position to tell you what you should and shouldn't do. You know what ultimately is going to work for you. Um, find a solution that works best for you and your needs. So, all right. Next up is Brandon. Brandon says, nerds, I was dating this girl for around nine months. Then on Valentine's Day, I bought her a nice gift, but went to do an errand and after after and forgot the gift at the business. When I went back, it was gone. The staff say they'll look for it, but I'm not holding out hope. As I'm on a limited income, working part-time and going to school, I can't just afford to get her another gift. I tried to explain this to her, but she says I was irresponsible. I admit this to this to a degree, but it was an honest mistake. She's making a big deal out of this. I feel like this is a sign I should break up with her. What should I do? Brandon, if someone's telling you that you're irresponsible with something like this, it tells me that bigger issues in your relationship are not going to go well either. 
because in the scheme of things, it, when you're in a relationship, you're going to go through some pretty heavy stuff. And this is on the, on the kind of towards the big deal, but not as big of a deal as other stuff mm-hmm. continuum. So I, I mean, I would think that my feeling was, is that do you have a receipt and they should be able to produce another gift for you. Mm, so, but yeah. I don't know, but, but if you're like in a department store and you leave it somewhere, I could see, but you know, and I would also say, you know what, you could go on social media, <laughs> go nuclear, call them out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, you I know, know, she says you're irresponsible and she insults you, but yeah, accidents happen. This well, was an accident. And if she's making a big deal out of this, how are things going to go when you have big issues? Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're asking us again, that, you know, if it's a sign you should break up with her, it sounds like you're definitely contemplating that. Again, what's going to happen when it's a bigger issue on the scheme of life? This is an issue, but not a big issue. See, I kind of wonder what else has Brandon done here to sort of make amends. Uh, and we don't know if she's saying that he's, he's irresponsible because he left the item alone, or is it maybe that he's left the item alone and he's made no course of action to maybe make make it better in a way. And I mean, I, I understand, Brandon, that you say that you're on a fixed income, and I understand that, but there are ways that you can do things for your partner, even if you are on a fixed income, to make them feel appreciated, whether it be making a meal for them or taking them somewhere like even go to it to like a Tuesday night movie where it's usually like a little bit less or something like that. Right. If you just lost this item and you threw up your arms and you say, well, I lost the item. So what? I mean, I can see why your partner would be mad. That being said, if you're trying to make amends and you're actually doing things to sort of help and she's still being like, Oh, you're irresponsible that that's more on her. But I feel like, you know, even on a fixed income, there are ways that you can sort of do something for her. Um, and I just, I, I mean, we don't know from this email what else you've done to sort of help with that. And I don't, that's kind of something that's more on you, Brandon. But I mean, if you have tried different things and she still is like this, then yeah, that's probably a sign that there's some issues. But, uh, if you haven't, then try to do something like take her out or, you know, make a dinner. There are ways that you can do these things that are inexpensive. Uh, and maybe you can say something along the lines of, you know, hey, I apologize, but I'll make it up to you and get you, you know, something else when I have the money or something like that. Make an assurance or something like that, that you're going to make it right when you can. Uh, but still putting in an effort can go a long way. And I'm just kind of curious if you've actually done that or not. Uh, but if you have and this person still like this, then, yeah, it's a sign that there's probably an issue there. Yeah. And, and let's say, for instance, like like ADHD. So that's one of the things I specialize in. And so sometimes you forget stuff because of ADHD. And if you're in a relationship with someone that tells you you're responsible rather than considering it might be due to a neurobiological reason, that's pretty hard to take. So um, I don't, I don't get from this that you have ADHD. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but yeah, I, I agree with Kurt. It depends on how you've handled this. Now she's handled it, but if, if she's continuing to talk about it mm-hmm. and it sounds like that might be happening, I say, you know what, this is, again, the reaction to it may be above and beyond what it, what is rational. Um, Or also, you know, yeah, if you haven't made it up to her, yeah, maybe she's upset. But again, how has she handled this? Because this is a really good indication of how she's going to handle stuff and how you're going to handle stuff when big things happen. Yeah. 
I think ultimately this boils down to like a communication issue and maybe just finding out if there's something else that you can do for her. Uh, we'll tell you either A, if there is something else you can do that's within your budget. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not getting her a gift, but maybe again, it's cooking something or taking her out to do something. Um, but again, if not, then yeah, it's a sign that maybe there's other issues. Maybe she's got other issues. Who knows? Um, but okay, so let's do a role play. So let's okay. say I'm I'm the girlfriend and you're Brandon. Okay. And we'll demonstrate what is a a poor response. Okay. So you're trying. So let's say you're trying to make it up to me. So so tell me how you're gonna make it up to me. Uh, say so. I'm so sorry that I left that gift behind. It was a mistake on my part. Uh, but I'm gonna make you dinner the next day or so. And I figure, you know, when I have some money, I'll make it up to you and get you a gift when I have the funds available to do so. Oh, and you're not going to lose the thing again? Is that what you're telling me? I will be much more responsible this time. I guarantee it. I don't know. This was, this is a big thing. And I don't know. You just, you're just really irresponsible. Okay. That's a bad response. Okay. So now ask me and I'll give you the healthy response. Okay. Hey, I apologize for losing the gift. Uh, I'm going to make it up to you and make you a dinner sometime next week. Uh, And I figure when I have the funds available, I'll buy you a gift uh, when I can. Oh, thanks. And and I realized that I may have kind of gotten angry that I should have about that. And I'm I'm sorry about that. So, um, yeah, I think that's a really good thing that you're that you're making it up to me. Yeah, that would be a healthier response. Yeah. So, Brandon, figure out what response you're getting. Yeah, and I think that's it. When you figure out what kind of response you're getting, that's gonna win. That's when you are gonna get your answer on whether you should uh, break up with her or you, whether you've got some some stuff to work with there. But I guess we still don't know what you've done thus far. And I guess when I read it, it's interesting because I could see where you know it, could, it would be easy to be like, "Oh, Brandon, you were so irresponsible," or "Oh, this girl, I can't believe she said this." But like. I mean, who knows? Maybe there's just a miscommunication here. That's what I want to hope. And it's just a simple thing of rectifying just by making promises of doing better next time and putting the best. Which reminds me, I just wrote an article for Psychology Day about what's bad communication and what's gaslighting. Mm. And in a bad communication, it could just be, yeah, that you guys aren't being open and honest with what you're saying. Gaslighting would be, I'm going to hit you over the head with this repeatedly. Yeah. Well, you feel tremendous guilt and no, what, no matter what you do, you're not going to be able to make it up to me. That would be a gaslighting thing. That's a way to get power and control. Yeah. I know this too, because I read your book over my time in Mexico. Nice. You read gaslighting. Yep. Yay. Yep. So, Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I think I still have like a few pages left, but I read like almost all of it. So nice. Yeah. It's a good book. Everyone should uh, check it out. Yeah, because you're going to run into a gaslighter sometime in your life. It's not in relationships at work. Yeah. In your family. Everyone in the U.S., you guys have one as a president right now. (laughs) Right, yeah. Politically, yeah. So, there you go. All right. Um, I can't even remember who's the read one. I think I'm I'm the next one. Johnson? Okay. Yeah. Okay, nerds, I'm a 22-year-old recently graduated college living at home my dad recently remarried and my stepmom's two daughters moved in i've been a little disappointed in my post-graduation results no career job no girlfriend still living at home so i've been staying at home and this time i bonded with my stepsister and i feel like at this point we should cue some 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 music like porn music jerry but... jerry jerry 
I was thinking about Chicken Wow Wow. But oh, okay. um, <laughs> one night we went to a movie and ended up getting physical and making out. It's been a week since this happened, and I feel like she's embarrassed. I don't know. I know you shouldn't date your sister or cousin because mutant <laughs> mutant babies and whatnot. Okay, I appreciate your sense of humor. <laughs> so I'm going to repeat that because I was laughing to her. I know you shouldn't date your sister or cousin because mutant babies and whatnot, but like stepsister, yay or nay, Johnson. Johnson, um, how old is the stepsister? That was my first thing. How old is she? Yeah. And I didn't hear you say anything about what she's like or what attracted you to her. And I'm wondering, is this more that you're just hitting the speed bump in life right now and she's there and um, it just was something that happened and, and it sounds like she's giving signals that this is not going to go any further. And yeah, it's going to be awkward being in the same house, but eventually the awkwardness is going to dissipate. Um, but again, I, he didn't really mention anything about her. Yeah. And I would think if you were interested, you would have said, oh, I really like her sense of humor. Something like that. So I'm wondering if, if she was just available and you were available and this just happened. And also there's some naughtiness factor to it too. So I don't know if that made it kind of attractive as yeah. well. I'm sure, you know, uh, Johnson, if you go, I just find it funny that his name is Johnson. I don't know. I, 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 I was chuckling a little bit at that, but um, I guess like, I don't know. It's like, I think it's a convenience factor, right? Like you, you mentioned Johnson that you have not quite accomplished as much in your life as you wanted to, and you're probably just at home mulling it all over. And there's your stepsister, somebody that you don't have that deep connection with to maybe, uh, you know, no, be like, no, not this. And I think it's just a convenience factor. Um, obviously if you two are both legal adults, then there's nothing wrong legally or, anything and you're not going to have mutant babies because you guys don't uh you know don't share dna but or at least i'm assuming as much who knows maybe maybe we could be wrong here but i'm assuming that you guys don't share dna um but i think the bigger thing here is like how's that going to hold up a if you guys break up you're living in the same home that's going to make things incredibly awkward secondly you know if you go to date somebody else in the future you know, it, de dependent or independent of, you know, how it is with, you know, coming across, you know, legally or biologically, you're going to have to explain to somebody else that you date in the future uh, that you dated your step sibling. And that that may not be received the right way. Uh, you got to be prepared for that. Um, I think if you do decide to break up or decide to date you should set some ground rules for if you do break up um making sure that you guys understand that if you do if it doesn't work out well like how are you going to behave because you guys live in the same house so you have to keep that in mind um and how's it gonna i don't know if you dress this yet. I, I don't think you did but how's it gonna affect your parents yeah that's the other thing too how are they gonna take it right um and, yeah, and this stuff happens because you know your your people living together at the house yeah available and um but again I, I don't see you mentioning anything about why you find her interesting or attractive and it it would i think it it would really cause a lot of issues yeah like you said you know if you break up that's kind of messy yeah now if you weren't living together it would still impact your parents yep. and the other side yeah so that's another thing to think about too 
it's just a matter of like, are you okay with those repercussions? And I think the answer more likely than not would be no. Cause I mean, who you, you're where you live is sort of a sacred ground. And if you're living, you know, say you're dating somebody and you move in together and you break up, you can always move out or whatever else. But you know, if you're living at home with your parents and you're living with a stepsister and you break up, you know, what are you going to do? Move out? I mean, if you don't have a job or anything like that, it's going to be really hard, right? Like, you have to think these things through before you proceed. And I think, you know, I can understand where maybe you just proceeded with this and you didn't quite think it all the way through, but you really should think it through before you proceed and make sure that it's something you're really uh, adamant on doing. Or, you know, maybe if you're not, you know, I would maybe take a step back and uh yeah and i went back off anyway because if you feel like she's embarrassed she's probably sending you some signals that she again doesn't want this to continue any further and and that's that's where things end yeah yeah if she's embarrassed then she probably has that same realization of holy shit like i'm you know what if this doesn't go well what am i going to do with you know regards to living with this person you know what are other people in the future going to think of this what are people in the present going to think of this like there's a lot to consider and i like in a sense yes there's nothing legally or biologically wrong with it as long as you are two legal and consenting adults but i mean there's other factors as well that are not uh legal or biological that you want to factor in and i think it's easy to look past those when you're in the heat of the moment but you really need to stop and think of these things. Yeah, again, maybe just that you're in a rough patch of life and you need someone to help you feel better. Yeah. And yeah, and just be aware of that 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 might be a possibility. Yeah. You know, try OkCupid or Bumble or whatever other dating services. Yeah, lots you of want. fish in the sea. Yeah. Yeah. They're not related to you. Yeah, exactly. They're not related to you. They don't live in the same household. You know, if you right. want to do a dinner night, you can do it outside. So, right. And it's going to be awkward for a while. And you know what? That's okay. Yep. That's what's going to happen. And it's going to get better. I think the best way to do it would just to say, you know, I, I think this was, if this is the what route you want to go with, just say something along the lines of, you know, I didn't quite think of this all the way through, thinking through it. I don't think this is something that really is a path I want to go down. Uh, you know, I think it's best that we just keep things as a step sibling relationship something like that yeah all right well that's it for nerds in love this week so once again so it's mailbag at three angry nerds dot com yeah or you can go to stephaniesarkis.com there's a contact form there yep and happy birthday and, to michael oh yeah that's my fiance for everyone listening so yep yep birthday get so, it for birthday shout scoot. out yeah hmm? Yeah. yeah, that was very nice. I'll tell you to that. Thank you. So give, uh, give your birthday shout outs to Michael there. And, yeah. uh, I should mention too that sometimes when there's a question that I'm not really sure the answer, I'll run it past him and he always is. So sometimes I'm also channeling his advice when I tell you stuff on the podcast. He was, he's, he's pretty even keeled and pretty logical. So that's awesome. So that helps. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think that's that's it for this week. But uh, yeah, okay. listeners, feel free to email us if you have any questions. And uh, yeah, by all means, feel free to you know come uh, you know check out our other podcast. I think I mentioned it before, but yeah, check out the other podcasts on the network. Uh, maybe <clears throat> you watch a scary movie on a date and you want to go listen to Tremble, the horror movie podcast, or you want to hear more of Lee on Three Green Nerds. There's lots of different podcasts on the network, not just Nerds in Love. 
So a virtual smorgasbord. Yes, there's. It's like a menu. You open up and it goes. What are you in the the mood for? You in the mood yep. for video games, stuff like that. Something so, for everybody. <laughs> exactly. All right. With that said, we'll see okay. you all next week. Bye for Bye now. Bye everyone.